I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Welcome back to the Lime Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's gorgeous episode, I got to have my sweet friend, Mr. Parangi, on the show. Um, I have been listening in to Parangi's music for the last last year or so, and um, just absolutely blown away by the performances that he puts on. <clears throat> I would highly recommend anybody checking out his work. Kind of blends tribal sounds, so didgeridoos and flutes and drums and then these really mesmerizing beautiful songs and and mostly Spanish Portuguese kind of a combination of things I think um, but really really tremendous I highly recommend anybody checking out his work um, if you have the opportunity to see him live I you'll be blown away absolutely hands down fully recommend checking checking out any performance that he puts on um, really fun conversation we get into kind of this mind body connection in, in a fairly deep way and we delve into shamanism and various practices from around the world we get into the impact of sound on our body and our mind um, I think body and mind same thing uh, so really fun conversation I hope you guys enjoy rhythm is the foundation right of all music it's really the foundation you could think of everything because it's time and when we master time we can transcend time thank you so much for tuning in to the website aligntherapy.com that's a-l-i-g-n therapy.com on there you will find yourself the show notes for the least so you can get any types of books any names mentioned in here Save yourself the time of taking notes and just jump over to aligntherapy.com slash podcast and uh, you'll see the show notes for each episode. Um, quote that I have for the day is by someone that I uh, reference quite a bit in this podcast, Mr. Victor Frankel, writer of the book Man's Search for Meaning. And the quote goes like this, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Kind of like that. Choosing your response to a given stimulus or given situation as opposed to just replaying the old tape over and over and over and over again. Um, thank you so much to Ample Meal for supporting this podcast. Ample Meal is a delicious bottle of powdered real food. So there's various different greens and probiotics and fibers and collagen and um, it's it's a legitimate whole meal. I mean, you still want to eat some salad every now and again, but um, if you're in a crunch, I I would highly recommend eating ample meal. It's a bottle, throw some milk or water, whatever you're into in there, and you are good to go. Uh, utilize the Align code, A-L-I-G-N, at checkout and get yourself 15% off any purchase at amplemeal.com, A-M-P-L-E, amplemeal.com. Um, Thank you to lucky winner, maybe not so lucky, I guess kind of lucky, um, MMY41 for the beautiful review. Um, get us at us at the social media gizmo, a line podcast. We'll get you some mushrooms for the review and lightning irreverent all in one health podcast. Ever since I heard the Brad Pilon episode, uh, this has remained one of my go to podcasts. When you listen, you can almost hear Aaron learn from his expert guests, and you will too. A curious host is essential for any podcast worth your time, and Aaron is as curious as they come. 
Instagram. It's funny, informative, and just freaking interesting. Thank you guys so much for reviews. It means a lot. Um, if we read your review, we'll send you out some mushrooms from Four Sigmatic. Um, I think we're about wrapped up. I really appreciate you guys utilizing the Amazon affiliate link. When you buy crap on Amazon, it's on the right-hand sidebar of the blog and podcast page. Top right corner, jump on there, buy your crap, bookmark that thing, and then we get about 7%, takes it out of Amazon, drops it into here, and uh, a free way to support the show. I think we're good. <clears throat> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is going to be a little bit more uh, flute from Porangi. And then at the end of the episode, you can hear him playing a little a little session for us. So, And you guys may dig the documentary on ayahuasca called Ayahuasca that uh, Porangi and Aubrey Marcus from On It and uh, several other folks put on set the Amazon. Um, you can learn a little bit more about that. Look it up. Enjoy yourself. That'll be in the show notes. Uh, here we go. Back to the show with Mr. Porangi. Chica, chica, boom. easiest way to describe your work is shamanistic myofascial release <laughs> yes shamanic. i think it's been some, just because it's become the buzzword shamanic myofascial shamanic release, it's such a dangerous word and i, I generally right. really uh, avoid it like the plague actually and people you know they yeah people say that about my work but i I don't personally wouldn't say that, right. but when when I was trying to give you the real quick, like how how's this gonna make sense? Yeah. Let me just say it. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. Sometimes those things kind of help, though. Yeah. You know. It, but what? So how would how would you? It puts you, you in you? the right neighborhood, at least, of the kind of work I would say. Yeah. Because it, it, I guess you know, simply put, you know, it's about dealing with the seen and unseen. Right. And so when we're working in the seen and unseen realms, you know, um, some people, you know. Shaman, or that word is the catch-all, really for anyone who's working in those realms, who's a bridger, or there's a word, you know, shakaruna, which means bridge people. It's a Quechua word from Peru. And so, literally, the runa is people, and shaka is the bridge. So the ones, the people who bridge. And so different things can be a bridger, but specifically that it speaks to that one who basically goes to those realms, if you will, connects to energies. And it could just be, you know, meridians in the body, and tapping into that, you know, and being able to bring back insight, message, wisdom yeah. that you impart on your client. So I think, you know, a lot of us are that. So if you call it shaman, then we're all shaman. You know, it, it's, I think that's not, it's easy to get caught up in the words and the terminology and miss really what's the essence and that's what's important. Right. I tend to have some resistance around the word shaman. Totally, me too. Yeah. In in general, just because it's like, at what point are you shaman? You know, right. it's like where who, who dubbed <laughs> who dubbed you? You yeah. took your you know weekend workshop, right? And that's what's happened now is the West. You know, and I use West in a very general term to catch. You know what I mean? Like kind of, especially mainstream America, if you will. We've we now have these programs, and there's these different you know, and some are great, and some are totally like whatever you know, not so great, yeah. <laughs> and really a, an appropriation, cultural appropriation, you know, from indigenous traditional you know medicine ways, yeah, and spiritual paths, and then have been kind of like pulling the best pieces that they can commodify and sell in a certificate, yeah. But that's not how it works, you know. A shaman for me, I think, is like a mestre. We say in Brazil, mestre, you know, maestro. Mm -hmm. But a mestre, like a mestre in capoeira, for instance, you might be familiar with capoeira, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So what makes you a mestre in capoeira, you know, it's a modern system, you know, from bimba, mestre bimba, this, oh, this whole thing that came down the line that would do the belt system. That was borrowed, borrowed from martial arts, you know. But traditionally, a mestre, historically, was never dubbed a mestre. It was the community would call him that. And so it's like the community, the people around you that see you, have seen you develop over the many years as you become an elder and become a master, they dub you that, you know? It's never a term that you, oh, now I've gotten my graduation, you know? Yeah. And so we've lost that a little bit. Now it's like, oh, well, I w got all my belts and now I'm this or whatever. It's a self-proclaimed. Yeah. So and anyways. Then and then <laughs> as, as, as shaman, something that you don't really choose, like a, like a true shaman original shaman it's not something that you choose to be shaman it's more like your tribe your culture is like no parangi like you're the shaman you know like you're <laughs> having these experiences you've tested you've, you've worked with these plants like you can you can help us mm. or maybe not is, uh, that's just something that i've heard are you, are you familiar with 
Yeah, I think... How uh, you come into shamanism? Again, I think it really depends on the culture. And it's going to vary from people to people. Different tribes have different ways, you know. I think one thing that maybe if I were going to make a generalization, which I I tend to not want to, but if I were going to, you know, I think one thing that is a common thread when we talk about things in the realm of shamanism or, or those who are dubbed, you know, the spiritual keepers of a people, you know, whether that be the priest or the nun or, you know, there's different roles that they show up. It's an archetype, yeah? Right. They're the ones who, who really intervene on behalf of spirit and are bridges, again, the shakaruna, to those of us who were kind of, we're more in this day-to-day life. We have a wife, we have a husband, you know, we have a family. We, we live a more of a secular life, if you will. Yeah. It's really, it's the ones who take the isolation. It's the ones who do what they call the dietas. They diet. They, they literally will go through visionary states. They'll go through ceremonies. They'll go through very difficult, challenging experiences that help to really break them and refine them and help them to have vision. Mm. And the vision they receive, then their job, I think what really embodies the essence, I think, of that archetype is then they bring that medicine back to the people. Yeah. So it's not that they keep that for themselves and they hoard it and they stay in the cave. A big part of, I think, the curandero, the healer, the shaman, is that then they bring that back to the people, whether that's in the form of maybe doctoring someone. So someone might come to, you know, to a healer like that, it just like they do to us, you know, in a session. And they're sick, they're hurting, they have this pain. They've seen this, 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 this in person's doctor and Western medicine's not helping them. Right. And then you're able to tap into, though, not just what their physical ailment is, which maybe Western medicine overlooked, but in that universe, in that cosmology, the shaman, if you will, just to use a term now, right, in this sense, would basically be the one who would be able to pinpoint the real cause underneath the physical ailment. For instance, the deep abuse or maybe even an entity or a spirit. They might have other words that they would use, you know what I mean? But maybe it was that alcoholism or something that then came in and took over and, you know, took up residence in this person, yeah. you know, and so they would tap into those energetics, like I said, from the unseen. And so they bridge it and they would hopefully make it intelligible to that person so that that person could then get well, cool. ultimately. Yeah. So that's kind of, if that m- kind of makes sense. So when I, when I guess when I told you that the other day, for me, it's, it's because, you know, for me, body work is just, you know, it's just one lens of all the same thing for me. We're on a spectrum. And so as a musician and as a body worker, you know, as a musician and a, and a somatic therapist, if you will, you know, for me, it, they're the same. It's all vibration. Mm-hmm. It's all frequency. It's all density or lack of density. And so, you know, whether it's a fascial restriction in the body, right, or, or if it's an energy or some deep emotional trauma, however that's showing up, it's a density. It creates density in the body that will worsen over time. And there's ways to get it out. And I've found in my work, and this is where I think I bridge these pieces is you know with sound i've found and vibration you know i'm able to penetrate layers much faster than if i didn't use sound right and maybe that's just because that's part of the medicine i carry and who i am you know and and having that that background and that facility but i I think there's something to it and it's been part of my life's work is actually one day i have this this lofty dream that I'll, i'll maybe i'll start a school when i'm done like touring and doing the music life I'll teach some this form of, of healing work, yeah. whether I call it body work or some new, you know, name, whatever, myofascial, blah, blah, blah. I think it's all, again, the names. I think we get lost in that. And, yeah. you know, th- our capitalist kind of ways make us have to, oh, we have to brand and we have you to got develop. It. Yeah, totally. You know? The certification, all that stuff. It, it's th- the sound, I find, for me, helps mm. create space or permit me to get out of my own way. Mm. You know, and that so that's the big thing is consciously I have all these tools and tricks and this is what I've taught and I have all these certifications. All it's like I'm, you know, <laughs> and a lot of times what that'll end up doing is you still are just kind of working on this superficial mm-hmm. surface layer because sure. that's where your education comes from. But then being able to tap in just anything that allows you to tap into that deeper intelligence of yourself, yeah. you know, you can, you got it. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of yeah. getting out of your own way. Absolutely. But the biggest medicine for people is figuring out how the hell do we get out of our own way. That's it. That is the medicine. That is the medicine. That is the medicine. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. My best music is when I'm <laughs> not, you know, in control. <laughs> right. You know, and yet I am. Yeah, exactly. It's like we're anchoring ourselves. We're a clear vessel. We've, we've cleansed ourselves. We've purified. We've put ourselves through the tests, you know. Yeah whether that's training in the gym or whatever that looks like for the individual. Yeah. But it's such that then the structure 
can be the hollow bone. It can be this an integrous hollow bone and the clear vessel, clear channel. Then spirit does the work. I get out of the way. Hmm. It's like the best healing work I do, the best music I ever play. It's when I'm not, my ego isn't in it. Once my ego gets in it, I start thinking about what I did. I mess up. I fumble. That's that's it's it's like all of a sudden like I'm disconnected and it's yeah. and it sounds like shit. <laughs> Excuse my language. No, but you can swear all you want. <laughs> so the the so the the issue with some of this more like amoebic, fluid language mm -hmm. of like just get out of the way of yourself. Totally. You know, it's like okay, great. Well, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> there you have. So it, right? I'm great that you got out of the way of yourself. Yeah. But that doesn't help me. Right. You know, so and like I'm not talking. I'm not speaking for myself, but I'm speaking for people. It's like no, no, yeah. So having so that how, balance how of codifiable. Here's some degree of steps. But the steps are leading you to your own creativity and your own consciousness. Absolutely. It's that bridge. It's the, the how do you call it? Shakaruna? Yeah. Shakaruna. It's the sh Shakaruna. Yeah. Shakaruna. It's the Shakaruna of like. Exactly. So how do we do that? Great question. All right. So that's, you know, that is the question for me. And, and so my, I would say my life's work um, has been around this question. Like literally, I, you know, I went to Duke University as a, as a student and I thought I was going to be a medical doctor. And I went that road as first of my family, you know, to go to an Ivy League, pretty, you know, modest family, if you will, you know, mixture of Latin American and what, you know, Mexican, Brazilian and, and Arizonan. Yeah. And, you know, um, I went there, I kind of started in the program and I got quickly just lost hope for medical work. You know, I, I worked in, in the Duke Medical Center. I was shadowing doctors and I saw it was a business. It was about making money, not making people well. Right. And I quickly got disenchanted, and, and it got me to really switch focus. I got into neuroscience, studied, worked in, in actually a Brazilian lab there, um, mm. Miguel Nicoleles' lab, and amazing research, you know, putting like microelectrode arrays into the motor cortex of rhesus monkeys, controlling a robotic prosthesis at MIT remotely, just using the motor cortex and thought. Yeah. Like that level of research. Yeah, no, I've heard of, actually heard of that Yeah, mind-boggling cool. stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. But then there I was one day, I wake up and I, I look to my to my friend, you know, a, a dear brother, um, his name is Siddhartha, actually. He was a capoeirista, too. We both trained capoeira together. Was that his cap capoeira name or is that his, his, his name? name? name. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. Piloto is his, okay. is his capoeira. And he's a neuroscientist. He was doing his postdoc there in, in Duke. Yeah. And um, close brother, right? And, you know, got me the gig at the lab and all of that. And one day I'm sitting there in the big cryogenic, you know, meat slicer doing these sagittal cuts on like a rat brain that we had to sacrifice for the study. Hmm. And I'm just like, Looking out the window, I'm like, this is not my truth. Like, I want to be helping human beings. Like, I want to be, you know, I thought that was what I was going to do doing, you know, m being an MD. And then yeah. I go to say that. I'm like, what do I do, bro? It's like, I want to work with people. I don't want to sacrifice animals. It's a silent holocaust of science, you know, <laughs> sacrificing all these animals to the gods of science. And he's like, you know, Purangi, if you want to do that, you have two options. Either you suck it up and go back to medical school or be a body worker. Only two ways you're going to legally be able to work with humans, like right. touch them. And <laughs> I was like, all right. And that was like the impetus. And I went back and I studied with my grandmother's teacher. My, my abuelita, she was actually a sobadora body worker too. She, mm. she was a teacher for many years. And before she retired, she got her license and powerful healer, little hands and just would knock people out. Like just incredible healer. Yeah. So I went and studied with her teacher and, and came back to body work like that way. Nice. And yeah, that's kind of like started, kickstarted this whole thing. And so for me, the question at that time and all the way till now then was like, how do we get people to get out of the way? Coming back to that, yeah? Right. And so I developed this program. I call it Dancing Play. And it's, a, it's essentially a movement, music, improvisation practice. That essentially, for me, it's like, it's like you could go down the road of Vipassana, like meditation, retreat, breath, you know. That's a beautiful road. There's many roads to get to this place that we want to get to yeah. out of our own way. <laughs> the, the road for me, though, being a, a, a musician, a mover, and a sound maker, you know, it, it working with vibration in that way has always been through those lenses. So I was like, I, I looked at capoeira as my example. Because you look at a capoeirista, you know, are, you're familiar with capoeira, right? Yeah, when yeah, I talk yeah. about so Afro-Brazilian yeah. martial art, for our listeners, if someone doesn't know, you know, it's, it's an art form that basically comes out of slavery. It came out of oppression. Yeah. It was literally formed in the fire of, you know, deep oppression, right? On the sugarcane fields and these African and indigenous that had crossed also mixed and mixed with Dutch, mixed with these other, you know, it's all mixed together. That's why Brasileiros are such, were such a, 
an array of colors and shapes and sizes, right? And thinking. Yeah. And so they developed this as a way to basically resist the slave master using manjinga, using cunning, how cunning could outwit instead of outpower your opponent. And so really that's what's so powerful about capoeira is that it's this chess match, if you will. And the real medicine of capoeira is that it's a symbolic defeat. It's a symbolic taking away of power or giving of power, not the actual. So that's why in capoeira, you don't, it's not supposed to be contact. Like you're not supposed to hit the other person. The moment you hit them, the game's over. Okay, you knock them over, great. You win, you know, right. big guy kind of thing. Right. The real power though, when you see a mestre of capoeira, like a real good mestre, they'll knock the person down without ever touching the person. They'll literally take them out of their balance and like fool them, make them look there, you know what I mean? Take their power without ever touching them and they collapse. Hmm. And that's like, wow, you really get the symbolic power of that. Yeah. And it's like, I could have hit you. I, they bring their foot right there, but they don't. And it's that, you know, that's way more powerful, mm -hmm. the symbolic act of it, yeah? That's the ceremony, if you will. That's the shamanic way, if you will. Yeah. You know, so I, I just, and it, so I saw that and I was like, what makes the capoeirista so, in a way, whole? Because they have movement, they have music. If you're a capoeirista, you know, playing, just playing capoeira, just doing the movement, the game, isn't enough. You have to know how to play the bow. You have to know how to play pandero. You have to know how to play atabaki. All these instruments, you have to know all the songs to be like a mestre, a master of capoeira. So you, you're both musician and you're mover. You're a dancer and you're a musician. And so it's the whole thing. Mm. And you have to do so improvising. It's all about the moment. Yeah. In the moment. It's a, it's a question answer. Every motion, we're in the game. And it's like, that's what it's about. It's like being able to move and be fully activated. Because you're activating these listening centers of your brain, the motor cortex. They're totally integrated. And there's no thinking. They're totally out of their ego. Because the moment they think about it, there's a foot in the face. And so I was fascinated by this, right? And so I did my honors thesis at Duke with this. I changed my degree. And I designed it. It was, it was healing through music and dance, psychological and cultural perspectives. And so I mixed neuroci with music department, dance department, cultural anthropology, and put them all together and looked at this question of how do we heal through movement and sound? And that's basically led me to this dancing play that I was talking about. So to answer your question, how do we get out of the way? So here's one way is I use this technique. And my, my premise is this. If we can get people making sound, with the voice, <coughs> with the body, maybe vocal, you know, body percussion, vocal percussion, and then do so activating the voice, activating the movement, getting them to move their body. So I do a lot of, you know, making sounds here. Like everything built in, mm. so you don't have to buy an instrument or whatever. Yeah. And then you get a group people together, making music together, and then having a dialogue with that, improvising. And that's the play. So you have the dance, the sing, and the play. And when we do all three things together, there's like this, this overlap, you know, for a Venn diagram. There's like this sweet spot that suddenly happens where suddenly they can't think about two of the things at the same time. And like they almost like the koan, you know, in Zen Buddhism. Yeah, yeah. It's like their brain goes, eh, and th you're in nirvana. You're there. You're in that state, that flow state, right. like when you're on the board on the wave, right? Hmm. And that's kind of like what, I, what I've found is like how – that's one of the approaches anyways. That's kind of my technique, if you will. Yeah, as you're describing the capoeira, it's it's kind of like uh, it's a lot like body work, but for people that don't do body work, you know. But the way that the the session starts upon, you know, it, this could be a date, you know, anything. The session starts upon first contact, you know. So yeah. the session starts once they see your website, you know, and that all of a sudden gives them this perception of you, and then they'll contact on the phone. Then they come into the door, mm -hmm. you know, and so that that experience now it's like, okay, what's my body language, mm -hmm. right? Am I mirroring you? Am I mirroring you too much? Am I mirroring you not enough? Or you, <laughs> you know, so it's like right. as you know, even as you and I are having this conversation, yeah. like little little things, like it's hot in this room. Right. So that puts <laughs> us in this place mm. of kind of like almost immediately we kind of have to navigate through that because it affects your nervous system. It affects your perspective right. and your thoughts and your conversation and all of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so it's like all those it's all those things like as you're working with someone, what you're doing yeah. is you're working with someone's nervous system in you know, a business Both. deal, in a bodywork session and whatever right. it is. Right. So as I speak. I can say certain words that cause you to contract and constrict and mm. guard your patterns, mm. Mm. or I can say certain words that will kind of 
pull the patterns out or kind of open or you allow up. space for you to step in to step in you know and elicit various yeah. different kind of maybe emotions or sensations or things that you might not have even known existed because of just the way that we're communicating you know and then the hands come in right you know so it's like the voice we're always playing music to each other totally <laughs> right you and, said it. and then it. once the hands come into contact slash the body language that's what, how we're contacting or, or communicating mm -hmm. that's the dance mm -hmm. Exactly. We're all capuistas. We are. We are. We are all capuistas. That's the point, you know? And so that's exactly right. So for me, it's like, let's cultivate that. Yeah. Because I think we're all born musicians and dancers. I always say this when I teach workshops, when I teach classes, you know, it's like my mission in life is to help people recognize that they are music movement yeah. beings. They are born to do that. Like we were born with these two amazing chords in our throats. Like it wasn't a coincidence, you know. We have shame around it, though. So much shame. You hit it on the head. And what is all the trauma, right? What is the breath when people are locked up here in that diaphragm breathing? They can't even access it because they're stuck in the chest. Yeah? yeah. How many? Nine out of ten, my clients, anyways, in the last thousand bodies I've ever worked on, right. have this problem. And it's like it all goes back to that trauma. And my theory is, you know, little boy, little girl on the playground. And they start to cry, and someone says, "Suck it up." Right. Oh, cry, baby. Yeah. Oh, fat soul. <laughs> yeah. You know, just start holding it in, hold it in. Boys don't cry. You know, girls gotta stick it out and stick it out and suck it up, and you know what I mean. All of those norms that we get, in, you know, right away on the playground as a little five-year-old, and then stays with us and just snowballs until we catch it if we're lucky, right? Yeah. And only a handful do. Maybe they find somatic work, body work, you know, or maybe they are a singer, so they cultivate their diaphragm or, you know, some kind of profession where they get into that. But otherwise, gosh, how many people? What patterns do you feel in yourself today? Mm. In, in as far as patterns that are potentially you're still working with, you feel it's been, you know, maybe uh, like me personally, uh. I have several patterns in my own self that it's like, fuck, I've been working on this my whole life. <laughs> Sure. As long as I can yeah. remember, I'm working on unwinding this shit. Yeah. Oh, you know, totally. it's it's in you know. There's certain thing my 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 thoracic spine it's culturally. Mm. And if you look at it from like a chakra perspective, if you look at it from whatever perspective mm. you want, you could say it's like an anatomical thing staring into cell phones. You know, right. technology, right. whatever it may be, guarding, protecting. Yeah. You know, all of that. Yeah. You know, and so it's that that connection of okay, is this emotional thing? Is this purely a physical thing? Is it mm. all of it? Mm -hmm. You know, is there anything that you are familiar with in yourself that you're presently working on unwinding? It's okay if not. I'd be fucking. I'd be really happy if that was. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. No, I mean, I, I definitely. You know, I th I think you know, I definitely track certain lines of tension and kind of spiral lines through my thoracic and you know neck and big one for me is the rhomboids. I kind of have the, you know, the perpetual rhomboid with uh, rubber bands back there. You know, kind of scar tissue from just. So what do you think that is? Yeah, it, that's a great question. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's something that I... That's I, the question of the podcast, man. That's truly. <laughs> that's like... That's another... <laughs> there's a couple of good questions in the yeah. podcast. But yeah. that is truly... <laughs> I, you know, one thing that comes to mind energetically is that it has to do with spreading the wings and like, like being almost like trauma to my wings. Because hmm. it's like it's right there. It's where my scapula floats. Hmm. And it's like I feel this almost like it's... Yeah, adhesion that doesn't allow me to really open up my wings hmm. and like flap and like move in that way. You know, it's like this almost this holding back here, backpack straps. Yeah. You know, so I just feel that 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 restriction. And so for me, w working when I work with it, I feel myself when I am able to create space there. It's like put the potential of being able to ascend into more of my my highest self, you know have that ego perspective yeah i find i'm i have kind of like a, a theory of sorts sometimes i won't eat food i'll eat food that i know is going to energetically bring me down a little mm -hmm. bit mm -hmm. and it's almost in a sense to like stay in this world uh, <laughs> get yourself a little dense a little denser yeah 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 like the king what what are you eating <laughs> no i'll just eat like too many nuts okay or something like that <laughs> <laughs> that's way nice no I oh like, no no i don't I eat go it. out and i binge on no, McDonald's. I no, I don't, no i don't mess with that <laughs> no it'll be danger. like it'll be like goat butter and like <laughs> sprouted nuts and dried fruit but just too much right just yeah overdose yeah no i don't get down burger king but but it's just <laughs> <Good> that <job. laughs> yeah i'm past that Good job. you know but 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 certain things where it's like 
I don't know, there's almost this feeling of uh, your own self-sabotage or your own resistance from escalating into like a higher version of yourself or whatever it may be. Uh And there'll be moments where it's like, I could make all the right decisions. You know, like I know what most of the right, I think I know what most of like the right, like in quotations, decisions Mm -hmm. are, but sometimes you're like, nah. (laughs) Well, there's something to that, right? I I feel that is... And it com- comes back to this idea of improvisation. You know, I love to say it's like, it's all about preparing ourselves for the uncertainty of life. Because the only thing that we know for certain is that life is uncertain. And sometimes if we follow our regime of like what we know, this is the right thing to eat, this is when we eat it, it's how much I eat, and we just follow that, it's like we lose something magical about just one day being like, you know what, I'm going to have that. Or I'm going to have this. I'm going to be able to just, you know, be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And so it even goes to simple things like that, like, you know, overdoing it on the nuts and right. <laughs> berries, you know. <laughs> when <laughs> when you got to keep it, yeah. It's too much nuts and berries. Sometimes you got to do too much nuts and berries. Yeah. What, what kind <laughs> of, what, what, sometimes you got to. So what, what kind <laughs> of um, practices do you see with yourself are the most effective with unwinding any type of superfluous mm. baggage? If that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Gosh, you know, for me, I'd, I'd say probably one of my, you know, I, the, the obvious answer for me is, is music. I mean, that's yeah. been that's been my go-to, you know, since I was a young boy. Um, really being able to use music as my as my medium to to get stuff out, to unwind, to release any stagnant energy. You know, it immediately, especially voice, and it's, and also the drum. Also, I'm you know I'm a rhythmist primarily, and so percussion is is you know whether that's on my body or on an instrument or anything you know yeah um and so for me i just feel like there's something about when i'm able to tap into those rhythmic cycles and start to i like to tell people when i teach people you know um rhythm is the foundation right of all music it's really the foundation you could think of of everything because it's time and when we master time we can transcend time which is a really potent and powerful concepts so I, that's why i think people who are rhythmists people who s- study and really cultivate their sense of time are really doing themselves and the world a service because as we <laughs> master that time we can bend time we can lean forward in time go back in time we can be reggae music we can be samba music we yeah. can literally you know change how we feel we can swing time you know and be jazz or we can be techno you know and be square as fuck <laughs> yeah. right yeah, and yeah. knowing all of those notions of time really is like it just it allows us to then really transcend it and i think one of the biggest stressors of our time is time right and the lack thereof and how we feel like it's totally inundated it's like a noose oh man yeah and so it's really powerful so when i would tap into when i play music you know i enter into this you know this spiritual time for this shamanic time or whatever you want to call it right yeah and i really feel that and that's why the music i play you know it's it's not about entertaining it's about transformation. It's really about how can I help the people in this room, including myself, tap into those other realms? How can I bridge you know, those energies, their ancestors, not just mine, but the people in the room, the spirits, the unseen in the room? Mm. And so like at the Dancing Freedom the other day, Ecstatic Dance LA, you know, that's, that's what I'm doing. It's like I can't even, it's like tapping into what's happening in those energetic realms and giving it a voice giving it a sound, maybe it's an instrument, maybe it's whatever it is, maybe it's a bass line, yeah. maybe it's a certain rhythm. And the better that I can do that, and the more, how do I say, um, the less of myself in it, the more I can be empty right. in a hollow bone, get out of the way, hmm. the more potent, the more powerful what happens in the room. Hmm. And the litmus test is always the audience. Did they feel it? Did they move? Did they, you know? Yeah. People come up, wow, you're amazing, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> it wasn't me, man. But thank you. Yeah. The but thank you, you know, because it was, it's, it's. We did this. We did this. Yeah. We did this. Yeah. 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 The, um, <laughs> the thing that separates kind of like um, the stereotypical obnoxious hippie mm. from grounded, you know, conscious individuals mm. that are, you know, are, uh, are, are making, these progressive kind of like lifestyles and they drive a Prius and they eat organic food and they like go to snack dances and all that stuff, which it's, it'd be easy to put everybody into this category of like, Oh, stupid heavies, you know, but the people that I find 
that I really resonate with are the people that have mastered that timing. Mm. And now they're able to go free flow. Mm -hmm. When you start off free flow and that's, you're just only free flow. You've never had an anchor. Mm -hmm. Then you're kind of just this, you know, ungrounded, you're floating out in the hippie. ocean, kind of. Yeah. You, you get lost. Well, you get yeah. lost, you know, for better or for worse. It, yeah, you're ungrounded. Like some degree of structure, mm -hmm. starting out with that that degree of structure of mm -hmm. some sort, I think is helpful to allow you to really become fluid, mm -hmm. but with some anchor to come back to. Mm. You know, but when it's all just fluidity and no stability at all, mm. and you see this with personalities. Mm -hmm. And I know you see this working with with physical bodies. You know, you see some people that are very rigid like military style mm -hmm. whatever and they're really stuck on their ideas. Mm -hmm. And then you meet some people that, you know, are just totally fluid and mobile and all that stuff, but they were 30 minutes late to the appointment. <laughs> totally. You know, they can't hold sure. a job. <laughs> like all this stuff, it's the your yeah. physical structural patterns yeah. are in your personality oh absolutely yeah. absolutely total reflection yeah right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, yeah. is that something that you see I, with people i see that definitely with people and i see that with music it's you know they're one and the same in that way it's like i mean when you listen to different styles of music it elicits different styles of movement right and vice versa right and so you literally can see like go to a techno party mm -hmm. you know and see how people are dancing and their movement right right go to a ballet, go to, you know, where people don't move at all. They're just watching. <laughs> yeah. It's almost all mental. It's a mental journey yeah. in a way, you know, it's so interesting. So this full spectrum, I think they, they really, it absolutely personality, body, form, function, right? The way that they kind of the dance back and forth between how consciousness manifests in physical structure yeah. and physical structure manifests thought. Yeah. I so I'll recommend people like okay, you know, the hypermobile yogi woman, she I'm like you need deadlifts, kettlebell <laughs> swings, right? You know, totally. and you need to assert yourself in conversations mm. and you know, you need to like tighten it up a bit. Yeah. You know, and then someone that's in the other end where they're hyper rigid, it's like you need to get slapped around by the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you need to there. maybe eat like a vegetarian diet for a week. <laughs> like you need like, you need to go the other direction. Yeah. You know, and people totally. kind of bridging that that gap that it's mm. I not just my bicep curl workout or my p90x you know the music that you listen to moves it your biology does. absolutely that's it you know it really does looking at different sounds it's almost like different forms of medicine or prescriptions in a way it is in fact and as a matter of fact that's an ancient form of technology hmm. healing technology that's been kept by many traditions around the world a great example you know is the shipibo in the amazon mm -hmm. You know, they work with the plant master plant, ayahuasca. And what's powerful about isn't ayahuasca, isn't the vine, isn't this, this particular drink. What's actually really potent that people miss are what they sing, the songs they sing called the Icaros. And the Icaros are like hymns. They're like they're, they're songs, but they have information encoded within them. Because the way that they get those Icaros is by dieting specific plants, not just that psychedelic plant, many plants, tobacco, uh, jungle garlic, ajo sacha, or, y you know, you name it. Like, all there's a, you know, a pantheon of, of, of pharmacopoeia in the jungle. Mm. And so they work with different plants, and they diet, maybe eat a very simple diet, no salt, restricted, no sugar, maybe a little fish, you know, yam or something. And then they just eat that plant, or they drink a tea, or they, just, they commune with the plant for a week to months. And in that time, they receive a vision, and they usually receive a song. And that song, when there's a ceremony working with the master plant, which opens the gateway, if you will, kind of like opens that psychic space and almost like it's the surgeon. It's like we're in surgery now. Uh. But then a, a master, male or woman, of this tradition will literally pull out of their medicine bag different songs for a person's sickness. Like they see you have something going on with your liver. They know the Icaro to sing that toxin out of you. And it, they'll call on other plant spirits. They might call on a different plant that's not even in the room that you didn't take, but it's almost like homeopathy. It's like the sonic vibration of that plant and that song that they were taught by the plant literally activates that healing. Mm. It's profound. And it's truly, it's like the DNA through the sound of that plant comes through. Yeah. The you frequency. And you can see that too. There's um, 
there's like a, you can set up an experiment kind of where you have different types, different size, uh, like steel cones, mm-hmm. and then different frequencies. So each one of those, a, a, a certain frequency will cause that to, to resonate. Totally. And so you can set these up. I just, I saw like a YouTube thing with it. Mm-hmm. But you set up these these different steel steel cone things mm-hmm. and then play, change the frequency, and then it'll all of a sudden hit the, the third cone back because sure. it resonates with that. And then the second cone in, and then the fifth cone back. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, resonance. Oh, is, okay. So maybe, maybe there's something to that with my my organs and my shoulder, or my brain, or my chakras. Well, if totally. you're into that, yeah. Well, it, it's all it's different words for same. Again, the labels, right? Or words, right. whatever w- these words. Well, shoulders like a minor chakra. Elbows a minor chakra. You have the Absolutely. seven. It's like it's there's just these complexities throughout our, our our you know nervous system and vascular system and lymphatic system and all that it's just different languages saying the same system. thing you know you map it it maps yeah. right it correlates every chakra correlates with the endocrine system you every gland master gland of our body right has so there's no coincidence in that right even though if you look at meridians and you look at myofascial lines like you know tom myers i don't know if you know tom myers work I've had him in here a couple times. I know him Have you? personally. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so you know, good. you know, so anatomy trains, right? Yeah. In his whole premise, and he shows the meridians and how they map onto these myofascial lines. And yeah. so it's, I mean, it's no, it's brilliant, right? I think it's it's just like we've all, as humans, in different cultural backgrounds and different perspectives and cosmologies, we've all come. We're dealing with the same system ultimately. We just have different maps, mm-hmm. right? That we that we look at different symbology yeah. of the same thing though in different words. But ultimately that's why I, I, I say again, returning to the beginning of our conversation, shaman, right? These words, it's don't get caught up on the word, right? Really connect to the spirit of what's there, of what that represents, hmm. right? The spirit of that. Yeah. Are you a bridge person? Yes, you are. Listen to that. Listen to your inner knowing, listen to your own power, you know, and, and, and follow that guidance. Don't let the monkey mind fool you, right? And make you into the, like a trickster coyote energy where you chase your tail. Right. You know. So uh, what about for people that mm. hear what you're saying and don't really feel like using some type of psychedelic medicine as their path? Oh, yeah. That's it's definitely not needed. Yeah. There's many, many roads. That's why I was mentioning earlier the dancing play. For me, my road isn't through the psychedelics necessarily. You know, that's part of a tradition culturally, and that's part. My mother was part of the Diamond Church. I've been through that road. I, I understand it, you know. And I actually, that's not my preferred way to connect in that way because you need something external. And I think ultimately, I think there's teachers there. That's a teacher. But like any teacher, you go, you learn the lesson, and now you go apply it to your life. You don't sit in school forever. Mm. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that. And they, they think, oh, I need to go there. That's the only way I know, you know. Yeah. Or I go to the guru. Or I go to the, you know, to this program, 12-step, whatever, whatever our thing is. Yeah. Versus really, how do we cultivate the, the ground structure? Almost like you were talking about, right? Like with working with our core and this power in our rump, right? Down in our <laughs> glutes. Like right. that's our true seat of power, literally and figuratively. Yeah, is how do we cultivate that so that we have this inner strength, we tap into our inner strength, because that's what really is going to take us through. At the end of the day, no one's going to walk that last part of the journey with us. Mm. It's us. We have to go through the, you know, the eye of the needle. And so I really believe that. So I recommend, that's why the dancing play music, for me, was that, was that way, in dance, movement and sound. And so I really encourage people, let's go that way. Use that portal, yeah. because that's what's really powerful just to bring it back to the you know to the ayahuasca for instance people kind of lose track and especially because we're coming from our western ideas of like western medicine where you have to take this thing the doctor gave me this thing i gotta take that and you know if placebo is this amazing thing statistical fact right it's so powerful so many people are healed a lot of the statistical significance given to the fda that approves these pharmaceuticals it's mostly placebo they don't even know that the pill is actually working right. because people believe it does. And then it doesn't include the times that the pill, the actual pill works. Right. How many times was that actually placebo? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Precisely. So, so it's, it's this phenomenon. It's real. It's a vibration. It's thought, right? It's this intention. It's belief. It's faith. Faith is such medicine. Mm-hmm. And so I really empower people in my work. And this is, you know, sharing this with our listeners. It's like, no, definitely. I mean, that's one road. Yeah, if that helps you kind of like to kickstart you, great. But don't stay there. Mm. 
cultivate what are your gifts what is your medicine what is an inherent gift that you have mm. that, and then cultivate that and develop that and i really think movement and sound are something that we all share yeah. because the old african proverb right it says if you can walk you can dance you can dance and if you can talk yeah you can sing yeah yeah and it's so true it's such truth and so all of us have that and most of us that's where the trauma is that we're doing in our body work sessions so we're helping people try to release this trauma where they were silenced where they were shut down where they were like scolded where they were beat abused sexually physically all of this emotionally and through sound if they can activate we can help them open their voice help them start to realize that they're here to sing like a bird you know, that the voice actually is wasted on language. The voice should be spent on singing. I love to say this expression. That's like, that's <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the beginning there was the word, and I, s and I add, and the word was sung. <laughs> they leave that out. <laughs> yeah. It was sung, because our ancestors weren't like talking about, you know, politics and blah, blah, blah. They were, right. they were like making songs. Yeah, have you are you familiar with like the polyvagal theory and Stephen Porges or any of that stuff? And he talks about the effect that sounds has on our nervous system Holy and you know it, it, when so you can see a specifically like a baby is kind of like the best mm, indicator example, yeah. right because the baby is just hearing songs it doesn't have us no a single word you're saying it's just hearing your song <laughs> and if you come in and you do this and that you know it's like whoa, whoa. Like, right <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> why are you so intense man you're harsh right, in my right. pillow <laughs> 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 and as adults, we get better with filtering mm. bullshit out, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, so we, we're just, it's, as you get older, you just become a more complex filtration system. Mm. You know, and I think sometimes you can filter out so much that the world that you're in, you're numb to all this toxic stuff around you. Mm. <laughs> you know, and as you start to pull those layers back, like, you know, I know, I'm, I'm sure you've had experiences like this, like going to like the jungle or going to, you know, anywhere, like the Himalayas or go someplace where it's like, Oh, I've totally withdrawn from that like LA environment, for example. <laughs> you know, and then you go back and like, whoa, everything's loud it's and it's fast and every whoa. person you talk to is more frenetic, like you had mentioned, and it's like, oh yeah, because we're all taking on that environment. Your nervous system recalibrates and then it comes back into that environment. It's yeah. just shocking, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of it's I love it. It's kind of equivalent to the you know, when someone is is in a toxic environment all the time and then when they suddenly that toxin is, is they release that somehow they get really really ill but the actually having the toxicity was keeping them healthy if you will like almost like they weren't showing symptoms but the moment they pull that stuff out the body like recalibrates and then it's like they have the allergy or they have the you know massive reaction mm. to whatever that environmental toxin is yeah you know, like heavy metals great yeah. example you know i worked with a woman just recently like, like this week and she had an abusive husband that was sexually abusive and there was you know it's just all sorts of mm. really really not not great trauma happening yeah. in, in her reality for years and one of the big things was he was manipulative or controlling about her hair she really wanted to cut her hair huh. and he would never let her he was like had it was very interesting really really creepy guy <laughs> and uh he in after they split up she cut all of her hair off that was mm. the first thing that she did she found it was kind of like yeah. her like breaking the shackles sure and then in working with me probably the tensest part of her whole entire body sure you can guess was her <laughs> scalp sure i was like oh, wow. wow i was wow. like mind blown yeah yeah because <laughs> that's not something i was like oh yeah of course you have scalp tension <laughs> and then i got up there i was like oh scalp you have some scalp, scalp tension. tension right <laughs> wow wow crazy glue scalp like won't move yeah. like oh wow you know so the, it's 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 really and you were saying what that with like that? the voice you know yeah. and it's like you know not feeling like you can speak your truth or speak up or be yeah. heard or whatever it may be Huge. you know all these different places that connection it doesn't need to be this woo woo like oh you yeah. have mommy issues in your you know third chakra or something it's like it can be very literal it can absolutely. be one to one absolutely yeah you know, and it's it, it's not Mis that mysterious it's like kind of <laughs> right. you know people make it mysterious <laughs> it's really not that mysterious it's pretty like the body is a book you know it's like you man people how often have you done an intake with someone and you're like have you ever had any any trauma anything you know doing in the back and they're like no nothing oh, and then the session you're like wow what, you have knife wounds you were cutting like all this stuff like 
the body it's all there and it just shows you and it tells you when you're in the session like they don't have to say it's like it's all there yeah right it never forgets the body remembers everything mm -hmm. even though our minds forget everything you know and that's one of the things i like to do before i wanted to work with you today but timing and it's hot in this room right now at the end of the day yeah, all the things all uh this light's too bright this light's not the right light there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors <laughs> a lot of factors there's not not a good good moment for that but one of the reasons i like to do that is because the level of contact and connection that i can make with a person sure. through feeling their patterns and sure. feeling their connective tissue yeah. is unlike anything else oh, it's the whole thing yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's like the vulcan mind meld is what, you know the vulcan right like back from you remember that it's tell me what the vulcan mind meld is oh man what is that you remember spock is it, of I, course oh okay. yeah no, so, of course so spock would do his thing where he could do like oh he'd the put vulcan mind mind meld right <laughs> come on i'm sorry i'm it, no, dating myself going, here, that's good no, that's great <laughs> i used to watch star trek get out of here yeah man <laughs> i love that show that was like one of the you know that's early one of those shows right because i always wanted to be an astronaut when i was a little kid so perfect like, yeah so right. i was like all right this is the future man yeah yeah but that idea, though, I was always so touched by that because through touch, he was able to read and understand and have a deeper compassion mm. for the person he was connecting with, whether it was some alien or whatever, right? A human. Yeah. And that's something really profound that those guys figured out when they were writing that, right? Whoever wrote that and kind of put that in the, uh, in the show. Yeah. It was kind of a subtle, right, piece. Right. You don't see a lot of touching necessarily on that show, you know, or any show. You know, there's a whole generation where touching is kind of like, you know, it's taboo and the shame of needing touch yes it's all shame it's all shame <laughs> <laughs> all goes back into that place you know lot. the shame of 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 singing the shame of dancing the shame of needing touch the shame of needing anything you know it's all it's all uh that's chip chip just said chip just said hello what's up chip what up chip <laughs> uh, you know but it, it's figuring i think the biggest thing and we'll wrap up here pretty soon but the, i think mm -hmm. the biggest thing first figuring out what are you shameful about? Mm. You know, it's like first step is recognizing that you have a problem. You right. know, so if you can figure out like what is what is the shame about, then from there you can actually start to work with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, is there any kind of you like have to track it? Like I've, yeah, I think of it as uh, you, it's like a hunter. You know, you're you're kind of you're really trying to track this. You're trying to, you know, you get the clues and you're kind of you're tracking like where is this coming from? What's underneath this? Right. Right. And a lot of times it, it goes, it does track back to shame. But that shame also, again, is, is connected to its fear, fear of judgment, fear of ridicule, fear of abuse, fear. And carrying so, that. So even underneath the shame is that fear. Yeah. You know? It, oh, and it's so much. Yeah, carrying it is, it's stored all in the body again, right? The body remembers everything. And it's stored, as we know, in the myofascia. I mean, it's the web of the body. Mm -hmm. It's the memory. It's the place of memories. That emotional rem memory, like the amygdala, you know, and like the way that we imprint these traumatic things, it is the the physical body equivalent, right? If you would, yeah, once envision it, like it's like wow, when that trauma happens, you know, uh, you're probably familiar with uh, Barnes's work as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So like I, one thing, you know, I, I I've studied a little bit with him, and I took one of his courses, and you know, it's cool. It's like, and, and I've studied a little bit with Tom Myers, right. and I really like the one thing that I really took away from Barnes that I appreciated was the vectors of impact mm -hmm. of trauma, mm -hmm. and like this notion of like, you know, you take a ball and you throw it, you know, like a paintball. And if you were to throw it at a wall and watch how it splats, if you could see that splat even in 3D, if it could go through the wall, and like all the vectors of when it strikes and then spreads, <laughs> and that's like the vectors of scar tissue after trauma, you know, whatever that impact was, whether it was a scalpel or whether it was, you know, a car smashing into somebody or, mm. or someone yelling, you know, a father yelling at the daughter or, right. you know what I mean? Vice versa. And all of those vectors of impact and so fascinating because there's the web, there's that inner web, boom, something creating that, you know, chaos in the system. And so there's something for, in just to tie it all, you know, home for me, it's like, I found that vibration, coming back to vibration, is one of the quickest ways to recalibrate, reset the system. You know, kind of like you were saying, like, okay, so maybe we can't get the person out of LA so that they can then reset and then come back and be overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> but in LA, how do we work with the environment? How can we vibrate this trauma out? You know, and it's almost like Traeger work. You know, it's like Traeger is really onto this, obviously, a whole field around just shaking and rocking and vibrating. And, and you know, Barnes has a version of that as well. He has a different name for it. You know, it's everywhere, but it's ancient, like shaking 
if you look back at tribes and look at traditional dances, they all involve massive amounts of shaking. Hmm. It's like ritual and ceremony was about resetting trauma, healing trauma. That's what a zebra does after it gets away from a lion. Exactly. You shake it off. Look at a bird, right? The bird hits your window, a glass window. Who's ever seen that, right? And the bird falls and you think it's dead. You go over there and it pops back up, shakes its body and like (laughs) flies away. And you're like, wow, you know? I thought it was dead for sure. It was like, funk, I'm done. So that that medicine is such a big piece. And so we, in this culture of shame, when you slip and fall down the steps, the first thing you do is contract and play a big man and say, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm I'm totally, nothing even happened. You know, and then you leave, you have all this embarrassment. You have the injury where you blew out your ACL and you have, you know, I've seen guys like get smashed by cars before and fucking get up and like be embarrassed about it. Right. (laughs) You know, instead of being like, no, I need help. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like, uh, like I need to be nurtured right now. It's like, no, no, brush that off. Move on. I need to be rocked. (laughs) I need to be rocked, dog. (laughs) Rock me a little bit. Just shake me just ever so gently. Give me a little kiss. Come on. Yeah. Sing me a lullaby and rock me. Right. It goes back to that. No, seriously. You know, like a like us and as a baby in the rocker being rocked and being sung to. Right. Resetting mm. all the trauma. Like the ocean when it rocks us when we're out there in those waves, right? Gonna ride the waves. It's literally like Mother Earth, Bacha Mama, just rocking us. Yeah. Preparing us for the wave. Mm. And the wave never ends, and it's always going, just like our lives, you know what I mean? It arises and passes the Anicca, you know, of the universe. And it's, it's such a gift, man. Mm. It's such the medicine. So, yeah, thank you for having me here today. And yeah, man, totally. Yeah. What's um, Is there anything that, um, as far as just, like, final things for people to, mm. people to, maybe practices to take on, like something mm-hmm. s- something simple that people can do at home or in their car or anything like that. Is there anything that you can think of, to, like a takeaway? Yeah, I mean, there's, oh gosh, where to begin? Um, I would say a big one is get your vocal cords activated, Yeah. you know, and start to tap into your belly breath. I feel like that's ground zero, is like notice where your breathing is, you know, wherever you are. If you're in the car, you're at the bus station, you're at or waiting for an Uber or whatever your scenario, you know, in the airport, notice where your breath is. And when you're in line and you're, and you're in traffic, are you locked up? Is it expansive? Is it contracted? What is the breath doing? Notice it. Just take a have like a, a random census where you just notice where your breath. Just like check into it, you know? And see where you're at and really pay attention to it. And is it locked up or not? And if it is, put your, your finger over your belly button, go two finger lengths below that and feel that point, which in Chinese medicine we call dan tian. And breathe into that point and let that point expand out. In through the nose and exhale out the mouth is the breath I like to teach. <sighs> and let the, the in-breath allow it to be like smelling roses, so strong, actually active. Exhale passively, just a sigh. And even try lifting your shoulders up to your ears like you're wearing them like earrings. And then exhale and drop them. (sighs) You just got home and you're dropping all the luggage, all the bags. (sighs) And notice the difference. Notice the spaciousness. Notice what shifts. (sighs) And keep using that breath. And notice how... Your, your thought process, your mind, your emotional body, all of these other realms even, in the seen and unseen, will soften ever so subtly. Hmm. And the more often you can track that and do that at those random moments, in those in-between moments, you know, look away for the phone, from the phone for a second right. and give yourself permission to just do that and, and not feel shame to do it. Even if you're in company of others and just like, this is that piece that we're talking about with shame, you know, let go of that judgment. And just tap into that breath. And that breath, when you do that, and the more you can train that and embody that practice of breathing from your belly, the way dogs, the way cats, the way all animals, all babies, the way we breathe as babies, you watch a baby breathe, their belly goes up and down, not their chest. <laughs> and so if you start to mm, mm, literally embody that practice, then when a trauma comes, it's not if, it's just when it will come, whether that's the form of some, you know, someone honking at you in traffic or, you know, s- your, your partner, you know, yelling at you or whatever it might be. Hopefully not. But it, when that happens, then you're able to tap into that breath. Because if you can breathe there instead of holding the breath in those moments 
and absorbing the brunt of the impact or the shock of the vectors of that trauma, then you're able to literally be the bird that hits the window, shake it off, get up, and fly free. Yeah. And sing your song. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's you need to take your day off every day. If you don't take your day off every day, you're asking for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where do where do people find uh, find you? Uh, yeah. Highly highly recommend people checking out your music. I know it's on Spotify because that's where I, I found it. Yeah, there's a little the bit on here. Spotify. Um, Bandcamp actually has has a little bit more. Cool. Yeah. So Bandcamp just a porangi. My name P O R A N G U I accent on the I, but you don't need that searching. What does porangi mean? Porangi is a it's a Tupi Guarani name that was from the descendants of, on my mom's side, and um, my mom, you know gave me that name um my dad wanted to call me juan quetzalcoatl which mm. is the plume serpent it was a very strong name and a, and a medicine woman that my mom knew a wechol woman she said don't give him that name that's way too much karma and intense like energy friend basically you know <laughs> the equivalent she said this in spanish and different language right. but you know but she basically said that my mom so my mom was like okay so she she went back and she found this name and porangi means one who walks the beauty way and it's, you know, it's again, Poran means beauty in Tupi Guarani, in this language, which is from southern Brazil, the coastal kind of Atlantic rainforest. It's a large language group and tribal group from that part of Brazil. Um, so, yeah, it's been a big road to live up to that name, too. But it's my constant journey, you know, is how can I better walk the beauty way? And beauty not in the sense of vanity, but beauty in the sense of that natural beauty of that I, we call beleza in, in Brazil, you know, and I love it because it's an expression. Such a nice word. Such a beautiful word, you know, and so we say beleza, Everything. like a question, beleza. and yeah. beleza is the yeah. answer, you know, it's like, it's all good, it's all God, and this notion that, you know, make things more beautiful than you find them, and for me, it's so beautiful because that's like an intersection between different cultures I grew up around, which is like, you know, Brazilian culture like that, but in Latin culture, and also Diné, like a lot of the Navajo and a lot of the Indian way, we talk about the beauty way or the red road and how to walk in beauty. And that's what that's talking about is how to bring beauty to every step. When you walk on this earth, how can you plant beauty in those places, right. you know, versus make it uglier, destroy it. And so always thinking about always about the seven generations to come, you know, I want to leave this better. So when they find it, they're going to think back, you know, on us, they're going to be so grateful that right. we did that, you know? So, uh, yeah. So, the music Bandcamp is the best place? Yeah, Bandcamp, um, Porangi, uh, Bandcamp.com, and just, or just go to my website. That's probably the easiest, and then cool. there's links to all of that. Great. Yeah, and Instagram, Facebook, obviously those places, Porangi. The good thing about having a challenging name is that... that <laughs> yeah, I, I got the my URL, name. you're fine. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're totally That's fine. That's it. <laughs> but totally. yeah, and then uh, we're going to be on tour, actually, here for the summer, so up through September. Uh, late September, so definitely go to the website. It has all the the dates and information there. Yeah. Um, and then I do have a practice, a bodywork practice out of Sedona, Arizona. So if cool. people come through, you know, I, I see just a, a certain number of clients. I'm on the road a lot touring these days, so it's very few. But right. yeah, if anyone comes through to come hit me up and love to share my work and um, and my t my space. I, I work with a sound table too. It's a part of wow. using vibration with the session. Cool. So. Sweet. Yeah, one day you got to come out. Bro. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, we will both be up. I think. Are you playing music? Are you teaching? Are you doing both at uh, Oregon Eclipse Festival? Yes. Yeah. I'll get this out before that and awesome. uh, encourage people to come out and check us out. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday cool. actually. Uh, I'll have I'll have five sets sitting in with different artists throughout right. the weekend. Cool. But the main solo set will be at the Movement Shala, which is their ecstatic Perfect. dance space. That's my spot. Best spot. Yeah. <laughs> dance floor, <laughs> dome. <laughs> Sunday, 9 p.m. Come boogie. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> all right thank you brother thank i appreciate you. it really really sweet that was wonderful yeah. you all be well finish the recording now reach 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 align podcast thank you guys so much for listening and thank you ample meal for supporting this podcast ample meal is a bottle of deliciousness it's a comprehensive full meal designed to provide quality fuel when you don't have time to sit down and make a sandwich or whatever you're into uh really good stuff just throw some water in there and it's got fats from macadamia coconut chia seed it's got wheatgrass barley grass chlorella various types of fiber probiotics really good stuff get yourself 15 percent off 
using the Align code at amplemeal.com. And uh, A-L-I-G-N is the code, 15% off on that purchase. All right, guys, thanks so much. Thank you once again so much for tuning into this podcast. If you guys want to show some support, show some love for what we're doing here, um, you can jump onto the website, aligntherapy.com, A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. And then from there, a couple things you can do, one of which you could actually donate through Patreon. There's a link on the right-hand sidebar of the blog and podcast page. Uh, You can utilize the Amazon affiliate link. Uh, Anytime you or anybody you know buy some crap on Amazon, please and thank you. Bookmark that link. Every time you do it, we get something like 7% of your purchase, and it helps support this show. It is awesome. So great. As well, something you could do that is ultra helpful if you or anybody that you know has ears and likes books, uh, tell them to check out the audibletrial.com slash align. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com slash align. And then from there, that is uh, you get a free audio book from Audible. They have something like, I don't know, a bajillion different titles to choose from. Uh, one that I would recommend that I got from them was Shantaram. I, it's a huge book and uh, again, all free no matter what size the book you get. And that got me through, I listened to that as I was traveling through Morocco and uh, just really, really amazing website, uh, amazing service, couldn't recommend it more and uh, it kicks us down some scratchola every time you guys utilize that free thing. Costs you absolutely nothing and you get a free audiobook and you support the show. Boom. Um, thanks so much for reviews on iTunes. That's greatly appreciated. And thanks just in general for listening. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for, for spreading the word. All right. I can't express enough how much I appreciate all that. If you guys ever have any questions or comments, you feel free to email me directly at Aaron at aligntherapy.com. And I would love to talk. All right. See you guys. Thank you for listening. And remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Online podcast.